Good evening, everybody. You're listening to Villanova Basketball on V891 The Roar. I'm your host, Stephen Kane, and this is WXVU's Villanova Basketball pregame show. Start by breaking down each of the team seasons so far. We got Villanova Basketball back at the fin. They're taking on Delaware State University. It's going to start in just a few short minutes at 6.30. We'll be tip-off time. Again, we'll break down each of the team's you know, seasons so far. It's been pretty short, just two games in, but obviously a lot to go over. And some of their both teams' key players and also just kind of some keys in the game. That's what we'll end up wrapping up with. So starting off... You know, it's been a tough day. I think you know it's it's Monday. You know, it's it's you know it's been very cold out, and you know, make matters worse, Villanova fell out of the top twenty-five AP poll. They were sixteenth. They lost to Temple for the first time since two thousand twelve, and you know, Temple ended up rushing the court. It was a big, momentous occasion for them, mainly on the backs of Damian Dunn. You know, had twenty-two points, a steal, two blocks, two for five from three. Just, you know, really, really, really had a dominant performance. And you also had Khalif Battle as well, who had 21 points and, you know, was just a threat overall, again, really from behind the arc. And, I mean, really how this game, you know, ended up, you know, going down, how Villanova ended up taking the loss. You know, there was a missed bucket, a missed potential go-ahead bucket on the um, for Caleb Daniels, ended up missing it, and then, you know, shot clock turned off for Temple, yet Damian Dunn, he drew a foul on Brandon Slater on a driving layup, knocked down the free throws, and then, you know, there were, you know there was a little bit of controversy, like the game ended, but then Zach Hicks, I believe, came out, knocked down the last two three th- free throws, another Temple player also played pretty well. They ended up winning 68-64. to I mean, really, just kind of the quick, like, cliff notes summary of this loss, it was just, you know, Villanova really, you know, even though it wasn't their best performance, you know, they still won the, you know, field goal percentage, three-point, free throw, rebound, you know, defensive rebound, assist categories. They won in all of that. And usually you win games or it's very hard to get blown out. You know, if you're a basketball team, you dominate all those categories, you're at least going to make it competitive. But really what made the difference, they were going to absolutely bodied on offensive rebounds. And that was because of really Jameel Reynolds, who really went off, especially in the early part of the game. You know, Villanova just came out very flat-footed. They were two for nine from the field um, in like the first five minutes. It was 13 to 5 and part of that was because of Jameel Reynolds he's 6 foot 10 had a double double 14 points 12 boards and you know on the other side you know none of the Villanova you know big men or any of these forwards they were not really getting rebounds besides really Chris Archidiacono he had 10 rebounds with two points so shout out to Chris that's definitely an you know I think a performance a lot of people you know won't talk about but that's definitely going to be something that Villanova is going to look to improve again they let battle and done get hot from behind the arc right these guys you just you can't let them can't let them you know cook you and beat you from behind the arc especially since you know Villanova last year they limited you know teams Hosing team shooting threes, they shot 36%. And, you know, just these two players shot 40%. Overall, the team didn't do great. But having those two, you know, who both dropped 20 on you, do that from behind the arc is definitely a bit devastating, right? And, again, you had, you know, another thing, too, is, you know, Khalif Battle, somebody that, you know, has an expected field goal percentage of 65%. You know, he was the highest among players last season, averaged at least 20 points per game in the nation, right? Again, you know, Damian Dunn at 16 points. It was just a really, I think, you know, it was a tough performance, right? And I think another thing, too, and this has been a problem overall, is limiting the free throw attempts. We saw it against LaSalle, you know, but, you know, Villanova did play well. They dropped 80. They won that, 81-68. But they let Temple get to the free throw line way more. And even though they had a worse free throw shooting, you know, percentage, I mean, you're just, you know, you're supposed to, you know, last year they were a top 50 team in the nation in limiting free throw attempts. They got to get back to that. Um 
you know, and another thing too is they also lost really the um the turnover battle too. They had less steals, more turnovers, more fouls. You know, you had Dixon, Daniels, you know, a bunch of other guys all getting into foul trouble early that, you know, it was really just the beginning of the game it was just really really tough to watch. You know, Temple scored 6 of the first 7 points of the game. Right, you know, Eric Dixon picked up two early fouls. Caleb Daniels and Jordan Longino, you know, picked up some fouls. It was definitely tough, you know, to you know then drag yourself out of that hole. And it looked like that they did, but Temple was just kind of there for the long haul. They ended up taking the win. Um, yeah, especially since Villanova is known for their their methodical, rarely turning the ball over. One of the slowest, more methodical offenses in the nation. They were turning the ball over a lot. It was very uncharacteristic of them, and. You know, again, and even though they won the three-point shooting battle, they only, you know, they only attempted seven, making two, right? So, you know, you look into that, you know, the percentage isn't too bad, but, you know, only attempting seven free, uh, you know, seven three-pointers. For perspective, that's their fewest in a single game since 2009, long time ago. Um, and one more thing, too, is the bench. You know, the bench, I think that's, you know, a concern heading into this year. The depth, big concern. I mean, you know, it wasn't just against Temple, right? You'd expect it because they lost. 25-5, to they got outscored in terms of bench points. But against LaSalle, 28-8, to 28-8. to I mean, really surprising. You'd think for a team, you know, who won by 13, you know, maybe LaSalle got a little bit of an edge in the bench point category, but, you know, the difference was pretty negligible. LaSalle outscored them by 20. I mean, that's really, really crazy. And that's really going to be, I think, you know, that's a good segue into talking about, you know, Delaware State University because, you know, this game – you know, as much as, you know, I mean, anything can happen, you know, who knows, I may, you know, I may be throwing a jinx, you know, here when I say this, but Villanova, I think, you know, definitely will take care of business here. Delaware State, they, you know, are really struggling, you know, they, um, you know, they're one and one this year, but last year they were two and 26, 0 and 14 in their conference. And keep in mind, they play in the Mideastern Athletic Conference, not exactly like the ACC or the Big Ten, you know, they've been struggling a lot under, you know, Coach Stan Waterman. Um, they started off, they lost 95-57 to against Virginia Tech on the road, and, you know, but they did get a nice win against Immaculata, even though they are a D3 school. They did, you know, drop over triple-digit points, right? Their highest point total in nine years, so, you know, who knows, right? But even though Villanova, you know, is still favored to win by 30-plus points, so, like, that's just going to be something that's going to be really important, I think, you know, that, you know, like, can they get on a good start, right? They were decent against LaSalle, but obviously not good against Temple because you want to give, you know, these these guys, you know, like, uh, you know, like a Trey Patterson or some of these backup guys, you know, Mark Armstrong, you know, these guys that, you know, are fringe starters, bench players, just that experience, you know, because it's basically a tune-up game for, you know, Michigan State and, um, you know, for Michigan State and then Iowa State. So, but, you know, Delaware State, they have some decent players. Brandon Stone dropped 25 in their last game. Kyrie Statton, you know, had, you know, 21 points, you know, in their win against Immaculata. And really, I mean, again, maybe not the best news for Nova overall. You know, you know the, the Hornets, that's their mascot, Delaware State, they turned 30 Immaculata turnovers into 35 points. So they were just feasting on something that, again, Villanova struggled with last game was just keeping the ball from the opposing team. So, you know, and they won pretty much every statistical category known to man, right? And, I mean, I think Kyrie Statton is going to be that that guy. I think, you know, someone to look out for. He's someone that can really get to the basket, efficient, and just, you know, very efficient at making those shots that are tough to make. Like, even if you, you know, cover him, put a blanket on him, you can still knock those shots down. So he'll definitely be someone to look out for. Also, Martez Robinson, somebody who didn't play that well last game. He's, you know, he's a volume shooter, you know, big man, someone inside the arc. 
um, you know, should be seen running the point. Or excuse me, not a big man. He's you know he's a guard, but you know he does you know he, he like he almost plays in the big you know he almost plays like a big man. You know, being inside the arc and you know his field goal percentage is very high. And also Corey Perkins too had a solid game, career best five steals, had six boards, was second most on the team, ten assists. Very solid, right? He'll be one of the better shooters on the team. So definitely those three guys you're going to look out for. They're also the only three guys to return from last year's team. So they'll probably be motivated. They'll definitely, um, you know, definitely be motivated to, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, make this one interesting, you know, to, you know, to at least compete with Nova, I think is definitely the goal. But obviously for Villanova, I think, you know, kind of just moving into this keys to the game right Villanova they got to limit the turnovers right the turnovers were really bad against Temple it was it was a huge problem um you know and it was you know it was a huge reason that they lost you know just when it seemed like they would be getting momentum a turnover and then an easy fast break bucket would give you know the Owls a nice spark of momentum again and you know and just when Villanova was clawing their way back into it you know again by the way Caleb, you know some of the positives from that game Caleb Daniels had 19 Eric Dixon had 18 and a real positive Jordan Longino because he knocked down a nice three that gave Nova 64-62 lead with a minute left obviously you know that ended up not mattering but he played very well also had three boards three assists looks very calm and collected you know despite being you know a newer player you know has that composure of a veteran Nova needs to get more offensive rebounds and especially they got to limit the fast break points you know especially you know even though it was against Immaculata I mean having you know forcing 30 turnovers like that I you know I don't care who you're playing against that's very very impressive also you know got to limit the free throw attempts that's been their bugaboo not just against you know Temple but you know also LaSalle as well the bench needs to step up they need to shoot more threes and you know again and you know to clarify I mean they'll win this game you know, most likely, you know, barring something crazy happening. But, you know, Michigan State looms right on Friday. That'll be a huge game on the road. You know, a, a real, you know, first like real test for Villanova where you could see them them potentially not being the favorite, especially since Michigan State almost beat Gonzaga in that game on, you know, the naval ship, you know, uh, a couple days ago. You know, and then they play Iowa State on Thanksgiving. You know, very gritty, tough team um, as part of a tournament. So, I mean, these are just things that, you know, like this is a good game where, again, there's not a lot of pressure. You get a nice opportunity to work on all of these things. You know, this has kind of just been the bugaboo for, you know, for Villanova, I think, as a whole. You know, you have some really good pieces. You know, you have, you know, Caleb Daniels. You have Eric Dixon. You have Brandon Slater at nine points, right? Chris Archidiacono is somebody that, you know, again, doesn't score a bunch, but, you know, can provide value in other ways like assists and rebounds, right? And, you know, some of these bench guys, you know, you just give them more of a chance to thrive. You know, I think that's just going to be something to look forward to. And definitely, you know, when we come back, I think for the halftime show, it'll definitely be, you know, interesting to see, like, you know, well, I mean, hopefully, you know, if they're up, you know, pretty big, like who are they, you know, who's Coach Neptune going to put in to get some more time in the second half so that'll definitely be interesting I would say official prediction I mean Villanova will win by a lot but you know again it you know it doesn't really matter too much you know I think the main thing that matters is you know can they you know have a tur you know very few turnover type game get a lot of boards you know limit free throws shoot some more threes you know against LaSalle they were a lot better and also limit threes as well you know they you know again they struggled with that against you know Temple did okay against LaSalle but you know they definitely want to get back to their, you know, really good stingy guard defense that they've always been known for. And obviously, again, the bench needs to step up. That's, I think, one of the concerns heading into it was, you know, maybe the lack of depth, you know, with Gillespie and Jermaine Samuels gone, 
it'll just be interesting. So that is going to do it here for the pregame show. The game will start in just about a couple minutes. So tip-off will be coming soon. And, again, I'll see you guys back again at the break. Again, I was... Again, I'm Stephen Kane. This was WXVU's Villanova Basketball pregame show. You're listening to Villanova Basketball on V891 The Roar. Again, thanks for listening, and go Cats.